Well, it's Michelle's favorite day, Monday. Where are you? Holla. <laughs> you were sound asleep over there. I was just waiting, cruising. I thought, I thought, for, I thought you were like, wait, uh, David's going to entertain me today. I thought so. I thought maybe that was it. <laughs> you look like you were just a viewer, not a participant. I, I, I know. I felt like one, too. What a goob. Now, normally I would edit out that that gap, but I'm going to leave it in there because <laughs> so it was cruel. hilarious. It was like, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drop crickets in there. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. Usually you're like, I'm fired out of a cannon. It's Monday. I'm ready to go <laughs> today. No, I love bringing the humor to a Monday. It's so oh, necessary. God. I hope people are listening on their way to work and it's just a little, a little good humor to start the week. Well, I certainly got a good laugh out of it. So if I'm the only one, it was still worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get started. Are you sure? Are you okay? You need a nap? I I just had one. So I'm perfect (laughs) now. (laughs) You're right. You did. It was a 20 second nap. Enough to invigorate. (laughs) Oh, God. All right, kiddo. Take it over. Staff turnover is not an enigma. It's an expectation and the panacea is visionary leadership. Yeah, I'm... (laughs) Can you tell I'm a little irritated? I can. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. And you can attest to this. So here we are, as I predicted at the very beginning of the pandemic. Do you remember two years ago? Almost two Almost years two years ago? ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. And no, the answer is I do not technically have a crystal ball, but honestly, people would, would believe that I do. I'm just amazing at observation. And, oh, by the way, I have somewhat of a keen intuition about human behavior. <laughs> yes, and that is simply because you take the time, like you said, to observe and to listen. Yep, and to look at trending. What's what's trending in, in the hum, in the world of human behavior? And 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 for those people that don't believe me, when I make these statements, you can listen back in these podcasts because they're date and time stamped. There is no way to fake that. When they're posted, they have a timestamp on them. Yeah, you made you made a couple really good predictors. You said. Yeah. Um, the first one was about jobs. Once they were away from their jobs, they would rethink the careers that they were in yep. and who they worked with, their bosses, their yes. environments, yep. all of that. Yep. And fulfillment and the demand for the job in the future. Yes. Because the non-essential workers would be like, rut row. <laughs> How does it feel to be non-essential? That means I could just be at any time benched, right? Yeah, and you said, and you made two predictors of the biggest categories, uh, the biggest growth in the industries. I remember one of them. It was divorce attorneys. That's the one You're that stuck out in right. my mind. I can't believe that you remember that. I okay, did remember yeah. that one. What was this? you? You said there was another industry. Yeah, uh, related to the fact that people would decide, "Fuck it, I'm out of my job. I don't care about it anymore." Recruiters. And, oh, I just woke up. Recruiters. Recruiters. You're absolutely right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I felt like a lot of it was because of emotion, not because of money or anything else. They were realizing, all right, now that COVID's a real thing and it's clear that life is not, you know, guaranteed when you wake up tomorrow, what am I doing in this job that I hate every day? Yeah, you nailed those predictions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely nailed them. And it, that's a great segue into the fact that last week or amid last week, actually, the Department of Labor announced that we had an unprecedented 
amount of people that left their jobs. 4.5 million people left their jobs in the month of November. And you know that there's always a delay in these data, right? right. So November's numbers just came out in January. That means that's adding to the fact that there are over 10 million job openings. It's unprecedented. So, of course, I had to drill down on this. This is across all industries, but the industries that were hurt the most were, of course, mine, healthcare, hospitality, which also I have, you know, an element of hospitality in what I do. Sure. Food service, which we do. <laughs> Transportation, which we do. And then, of course, travel, warehousing, and utilities. So we just got smacked around. Uh, better term, uh, familial term, colloquial term would be we got bitch slapped as an industry. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't say nobody saw it coming. Right. All right, indications right. were there for the observer. Right. So the, so the question is in terms of, okay, well, now we have this data. Now we're experiencing it in real time. Uh, should this cause widespread panic? Should we put our head in the sand? Should I, and I hate this fucking bullshit mentality. It is what it is. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. It's the That's new accepting. normal, right? Yeah. That's oh that. God. Don't, don't come within striking distance and say the new normal in my presence. Cause I have an involuntary spasm that happens <laughs> with my right fist. <laughs> So the the true leader, the true leader should be aroused. I'm very aroused. Michelle, can you tell can, that I'm very aroused? From the neck up, yes, I can tell. <laughs> just to be clear, I can't well, tell. And, and just to be clear, I am only neck up in the <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> no, I, no, intellectually, I am aroused. From a leadership standpoint, I'm aroused. I, I have, strangely enough, two stories to share, to support... My theory that you, it's it's about leadership. It's not about trending. It's not about industry. It's not about the times. And I have to point this out too. We we go deeper into this dive with our fun shops that are coming up. So just be aware that we're going to have these fun shops coming up more likely late February, uh, just on leadership alone. So yes. we'll keep you posted on that. So to my first story, I was sitting in the conference room as I do in the morning discussing projections with my team. That's what we do on in, in January, right? So my maintenance guy, sweetest guy on the planet, he asks a very innocent but very sincere and important question, which is, you know, looking forward into the future as we are and knowing that we have somewhat of a relaxed dress code. And Michelle, I think you could probably speak to <laughs> yes. some of the things that I wear. Yeah, right? pink shorts come to mind. Pink shorts, flip flops and uh, sweatshirts. Everybody remarks on the pink shorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I only have one pair, but it seems like that's all anybody remembers. <laughs> and I love those pink shorts. So at any rate, he, he asked, can we wear shorts on hotter days? And I, I just laughed out loud. And I said, well, of course. But that's not the response of most of the leaders in my industry. In fact, I would, I would say it's probably close to 100% not the response that somebody in my position as CEO would allow – in the industry of long-term care, a maintenance guy to wear shorts. Right. But uh, uh, wait a minute. W why not is yeah. my big question. Is anyone asking that, right? Yes. See, now you already get it. Is anybody <laughs> asking the why? Instead, they just say no. And they go, well, we have a dress code. Right. And when was that dress code established? It's time to look at things again. Oh, my God. Exactly. So that's the same thing as saying... 
because we've always done it that way or because mm-hmm. I said so. Why do you cut off the ends of the roast? Yeah. You know, it's right. It's that, that great analogy. Yeah. So let me answer the question why. It's because if my staff and these people are, are, are remember, leaving my industry <laughs> and it's not necessarily for more money. It's just that they're not happy in their jobs and they're, they're done not being happy. Mm-hmm. So if I want to keep this guy... I'm going to make him feel comfortable. It'll translate into a sense of gratitude for his job. Mm -hmm. It'll translate into higher job satisfaction, which translates into morale on, oh, by the way, productivity. And once you have that morale, you've basically, if you've got morale, you've got it all. I was just going to say the big M, if you've got that, the rest comes easy. Right. And that, that right there is your panacea. Right. If a leader can create morale, you're not going to have the same turnover indicative to what happened in November, right? All because of one little yes to something as easy as a dress code. Right. Okay, so you're only wearing half your pants. Uh-huh. Does that- Th- that's, the, that's the rough translation. Yes. Holy shit, that's a game changer, right? To go down that path, continue down that path, performance will increase. The acumen of his performance will, will uplift. It's the difference between being sweaty and wet and, and miserable and actually performing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know that, that that's a clear, obvious thing, right? Turnover will slow down or cease. Overtime will stop as a result of the, the turnover stopping. And, of course, this is something that people don't really recognize. But if you've worked in the field of insurance, you understand that most workers' comp claims are not necessarily legitimate. Uh-huh. So your workers' comp claims will stop as well. And you know what else happens, too, is – that worry and that decision-making in the morning, all of those tiny decisions, it clogs you up and it takes your mental capacity down so much where you don't have to think so hard about it and you're more entertained by being comfortable and not having to put a suit on, per se. You're wow. not having to make that decision. Right. I mean, that, that sparked something else, Michelle, a great observation that I didn't even think about. It also brings up in my mind... The fact that when he's looking at the forecast on Wednesday and it's 105 degrees, he's going to be a no-show. He's going to call off. Yeah, now he's laboring over, oh, my God, I have to put on a suit or – Right. And then – yeah, and then productivity uh, just plummets. This this makes way too much fucking sense and it's so easy, but your average leader is not going to to see that. So number two story, very quick. We have been hit hard – with turnover in the industry. So we get it. We have also been hit hard with protocols through the CDC as to what happens when one of your staff goes on vacation outside of the country. It's very clear that when they come back, they've got to quarantine for a minimum of five days and go through tests, especially in my industry because of the exposure rate. I have a prep cook in the morning that does breakfasts. She also happens to work for a competitor. She came back from Mexico and showed up for work. And I'm like, oh, sorry, you've got to wait the five days for the test and the quarantine. She said, well, I was a little bit confused by that. I thought that that was the case, but my other employer had me start the, the minute I landed. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Don't you work for a, a long-term care community just like mine? She's like, yeah. They didn't care about the protocols. They just said, we are understaffed. Which is why we're in the position we are. Exactly. And, and to make matters worse, these assholes that are insisting just because they're short-staffed and can't figure out how to bridge the gap of staffing or keep their staff 
are giving my industry a black eye. They're the reasons why the media sees us as easy fodder because we have outbreaks. And it's because of these actions that are deplorable. They don't care about the seniors. They just care about making bottom line. And they invite these issues into their facilities. I want to go over there and give them a what for. Mm -hmm. Because it's making us all look bad. Not to mention defeating the purpose of what we set out as a promise that's now unkept, which is we're going to keep care and do no harm to your seniors. And it all comes down to bad leadership. Like she didn't have a choice in the matter. She couldn't do what was right and what was lawful because of bad, poor leadership. Absolutely. Which creates cognitive dissonance on the poor staff member who will likely jump. Yep. Right. Because morale is lowered. Exactly. And so why are these people hemorrhaging personnel daily? It's because of actions like this. Mm-hmm. So the question to all of you is, are you a visionary leader? If not, it's time to fix that. There goes the homework bell. Michelle, take it away. I feel in order to answer this question, you have to define what that means and what that is to you. So today's homework is writing your personal mission statement. Oh, boom! I love it. Boom. Get out there and fly that kite. Yako Key.